We are bombarded with all kinds of messaging in media every day. Who's the hottest artist? What's the latest trend in social media? What massive tweet will change the civic or religious landscape? What's the next in thing? Messaging's not so bad if we keep it in perspective. And that's what we're going to do right now, today. Keep life in perspective as we listen intently for God's message so all the others will make sense. Welcome to Message Daily with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I am excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is Message Daily, where we give you God's word for just about 10 to 15 minutes every single day. It's our privilege to continue doing the same. Uh, Today, we are tackling an interesting subject. This is going to be part number 15, part number 15 in our devotional series titled Making Friends for God. And today's topic is seeing people through Jesus's eyes. Whoa, what a different world it would be if we could see like Jesus saw, right? It's a wonderful thing knowing that Jesus can see all things. He knows all things. It can be frightening depending on our relationship with him. But if we are willing to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, we're willing to be transformed. If we are willing to turn away from our wicked ways, then being seen by God's all searching intelligence and eyes We are safe. We are safe. He sees and knows knows all things, and yet he still loves me. Yet he still loves you. He knows that thing, that secret thing that you were doing just about a week ago or a day ago or a few hours ago, maybe just a few minutes ago, and then God led you to this program. Yes, he knew who you were. He knows who you are. He knows who you can be in him in his power. And yet, and yet he still loves you. And so the blessing is we can see people through Jesus's eyes. And by virtue of that, we can love them even when there are times that things need to be corrected. We don't turn a blind eye. We don't bury our heads in the sand, right? But we do, we do know that Jesus came to save sinners. And for that, we give God thanks. We're going to go ahead and begin and then and the, uh, uh, But first, we're going to begin with prayer and then get underway. All right. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us a new day. Thank you for the Sabbath time, uh, the special holy day of Sabbath rest of all the week, the brightest of all the week, the best. I'm praying, Father, now that we will become like Jesus and see like Jesus saw. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And amen again. Seeing people, we're not talking about something just in a passive voice, uh, right? But we're talking about seeing people, seeing people through Jesus's eyes. Now, let me just say, I remember uh, in one of the churches that I served that the pastor used to say the problem with the church is church people, right? And what he was basically saying is that part of the reason why we are all together is because we all have brokenness. We all are full of sin. We all are human. We have a common enemy, which is the enemy, the devil. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need God, our Father. We need Jesus Christ, our Savior, to transform us. We need to be saved by God's grace, right? And sometimes, sometimes when we are together in a faith community or a fellowship, 
We have difficulties, but that's because we're all human beings and human beings have flaws. And that's not to mention the people who are not yet, quote, saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, right, who have their issues. No, there are people that we are reaching who obviously, if God's people have issues, then certainly those who don't know God yet do as well. But how does Jesus see people? And we can talk about how he did see when he was on planet Earth living. Uh, Did he view folks as their sin problem? What do I mean? I remember when I was in the psych field, uh, the particular population that we served, uh, you would have said they um, they were something. And I won't say what population we serve, but let's say they were mental health problem. Right. Fill in the blank. Uh, But what we learned then, and this was in the early to mid 90s, we learned that this was a person with mental health problem, fill in the blank, you understand, or condition. So we never identified the people as the problem, at least not anymore. The paradigm had shifted and appropriately so. So we wouldn't see somebody in the sin concept as a thief. This person is a thief, is a thief. No, we would say now, uh, if we're looking at him through Jesus's eyes, this person does steal or has a habit of stealing and needs to be saved. This person is a murderer. Now, I know that you're reading through the texts in your mind, but I'm trying to make a point to you. Is a murderer. Well, it's a person who has committed murder. Maybe, God forbid, has a habit of committing murder. But is this person a murderer? Well, the person is someone who needs to be saved by God's grace, is a liar, is a narcissist, is a hater. So these people, all of us, we are people with sin problems, sin habits, sin addictions, in the sin predicament, who desperately need a savior. And I know to some it's just a play on words, but I hope you're getting the point. We are not the essence of the sins that we commit. We are people that Jesus Christ came to save. He came to save people who have a habit of sinning, people who by our very nature desire to do what is evil. But he came to save such people. We can know how Jesus saw people by what he said, what he showed in terms of compassion, etc. He is our example. Jesus sees you, dear brother, you, dear sister, as someone that he loves, someone who needs him, someone who has a sin problem, a sin habit, a sin addiction who needs to be transformed. Yes, he does. But how does he see you? Well, Jesus saw all men and women as winnable for his kingdom. He saw each one through the eyes of divine compassion. Yes, we need his compassion. He saw Peter not as a rough, loudmouthed fisherman, but as a mighty preacher for the gospel. Now we understand why the play on words. Don't get me wrong. We are sinners. I get it. Again, I was making a point. All analogies break down somewhere. But the point is, if God were to see me as a loudmouthed fisherman instead of a mighty preacher, because remember, God inhabits eternity. He sees all things at all times in eternity. He sees Peter in this case as the one 
who would be converted. Jesus, uh, Peter, pardon me, Peter, do you love me? Jesus, you know I love you. No, no, no. Feed, feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, you know I love you. No, no, Peter, not that way. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? And now Peter's starting to really get it. He's a, he's a little bit agitated, but he's also finally getting it. He is speaking of the kind of love that Jesus is speaking up on now. He is on the same page with Jesus. Jesus, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep, Peter. When thou art converted, I need you to feed. So Jesus would see Peter, not as the loud mouth, impetuous, want to chop off somebody's head, Peter. No, he sees Peter as the one who will soon become a fisher of men. He saw James and John not as quick-tempered and sons of thunder, fiery radicals, but as enthusiastic proclaimers of his grace. Can you imagine? Oh, wait a minute. I just remembered when I was in uh, uh, high school. I remember, and that was a long time. We're talking about the 80s here. I remember in uh, English literature class, there was a book titled The Scarlet Letter. And the bottom line is this woman who had this adultery problem was to be on the scaffolding for everybody to see or scaffold for everyone to see. She's standing there with this scarlet letter A for adulteress or adultery. So when people saw her, they saw her as adultery. But what we're seeing here is that he saw the deep yearning for genuine love and acceptance in the hearts of people like, say, Mary Magdalene, uh, the Samaritan woman and the woman with the issue of blood. He saw Thomas not as a cynical doubter. Yes, we call him doubt, doubting Thomas, and he did doubt, and that was not holy, but as the one with sincere questions, whether they were Jew or Gentile, male or female, a thief on the cross, a centurion, a demon-possessed madman. Jesus saw their God-given potential and viewed them through salvation's eyes. Imagine if you were standing up every time you went out, there was this digital letter or digital lettering that says, uh, drug addict, hmm? adulterer, adulteress, hmm? liar, thief, murderer. And we have to be careful what we call our children because we need to see all people, including our children, as Jesus sees them. And so Jesus says, when thou art converted to him who overcomes. So Jesus is saying that with me, with me, you can do all things holy. With me, you can be a child of the king. You can be saved. We need to see people like Jesus sees. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember... What God says matters most. His message shared through our lives has the power to change the world today and provide hope for the future. This has been Message Daily with L. David Harris. Until next time, make it a great day.